something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 70, and I am your host, Cat Wonders, the host of the show. I think I grew up watching, well, I, I don't think I grew up watching. I grew up watching Price is Right, other game shows, and they introduce themselves, and I'm your host, Bob Barker, or whatever, and um, this isn't a TV show, I, I know that, but I'm just saying, that's probably why I introduce myself that way, and I truly am your host, but a host of what? This podcast? This solo podcast? No shit. Anyway, okay, so today I uh, am wearing my workout clothes and a lot less makeup than normal. Um, I just was feeling this top. So this is kind of like a sports bra slash like tank, crop tank, but it's so tight and it just fits really well. And it kind of like doubles as a top that I can wear it with jeans or actually it's functional as supportive sports bra um and <laughs> yeah normally I mean with my massive closet you'd think that I would be a little more creative but th this vibe it's kind of like tomorrow is the first day of October and oh my freaking god I can't believe it so I'm film. I'm pre-filming this. So this is like, I'm recording this a few weeks before you see this video. Um, there will be an October high tier, meaning 25 days of super sexy Halloween costumes starts on October 5th. Now, will I be doing 25 days? Will I be doing 20 days? It will depend on what arrives in the mail. I've got the majority of my stuff, but I am exactly five costumes short at this point. And I mean, I can get creative, but I'm just saying, just FYI, just a heads up. I don't know exactly what it is yet, but it's starting October 5th and um, you can find more information. I'm sure by this point that like what's going to be going on. And so just look for that. Um, if you click the link, my link tree link, actually, yeah, it's link tree down below in the description box. Um, it will take you to a bunch of different options. And so Patreon is mainly where I'm going to be be hosting 20 or 25 days of Halloween costumes. Uh, so go to my Patreon page and you'll be able to see a post there with all information. So yes, that's that. <laughs> but oh my goodness, October, it's definitely, even though this is a couple weeks away, <laughs> it's definitely starting to get to be fallish. And I've got some gorgeous maple trees that are turning their beautiful kind of fluorescent orange and red it's just beautiful and uh, I planted them specifically because I love the fall colors and they're just starting to turn now so the entire reason why I chose these northwood maples is because of the brilliant colors they turn because where I live in the Rockies and there are different areas that have different types of trees in the Rockies but um, my trees turn yellow they don't go orange or red uh, the odd, like, low-lying bush will turn red, but I love the red leaves in the fall, especially maples. They're just excellent. Anyway, okay, so today I was thinking, so I opened this bottle of wine last night. I'm a bit of a lightweight, so that's all that I drank. <laughs> um, but I was thinking that I would just have a glass of wine on today's concocktail segment, and I thought, what if I make sangria? 
because I haven't done that in a while. And this won't be a traditional sangria because you need brown sugar and actual orange slices, which I don't have. I do have orange juice and I do have an apple from a friend's tree. And these, you guys, are something else. Let me just pause concocktails for a second to talk about the perfect apple, okay? So I really don't like super sweet apples. I love more tart sour apples. Uh, Granny Smith used to be my favorite. Uh, they'd always hurt my teeth though. Uh, and the, the skin on Granny Smiths are kind of thick. And you know when you like bite into an apple and then the skin like goes between your teeth and gives you like an involuntary floss and you get bleeding gums. <laughs> That's what would happen to me all the time. But I also had big gaps in my teeth when I was a kid. Okay. I've never had braces. They just grew in <laughs> and started to kind of crown a, or crowd a little bit. So I got my wisdom teeth removed. Anyway, so this apple, it kind of looks like a golden delicious. Maybe on camera, it looks more yellow. This is kind of a very pale green. The skin is so thin. This, the apple is sweet and tart and is the ultimate baking apple. So I love making apple pies uh, in the fall uh, and pretty much throughout the entire chili season, chili seasons, all of them, and uh, apple pie. So when you make an apple pie, you want like the tart sourness with the sweetness. So it's not just like a really sweet sugary apple pie. I've had some really disappointing apple pies. If I'm going to commit to some carbs and the crust is gluten-free and the filling is garbage, I it's such a waste to me. Anyway, so <laughs> these are so, so perfect. And my favorite, and it's so beautiful, this one. I just chose it just for you guys. Uh, anyway, so yeah, off on a tangent. Part of like one of the ingredients in sangria is apple slices, orange slices, brown sugar, wine, and whatever. I can't remember. I don't really officially know. The orange slices do look pretty in the cocktail, um, but it's kind of opaque because of the orange juice anyway. So you're not really going to see it unless it's like right up against the glass. Um, anyway, so this is a very good wine and not a wine that I would normally use in sangria. Uh, typically, I would make a sangria out of a wine that I don't 100% love and should be mixed with something else. This is lovely on its own, this wine. <laughs> um, this came in a two pack. Actually, I got the um, Chardonnay as well as this Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir is my favorite red. And it's delicious. Last night I was eating some, and it's not blue cheese. It's like ripened aged cheese, but it's got like blue cheese bits in it, but it's very creamy, like a, like a brie. And I was just slicing the cheese and I'm on keto, so I can eat cheese. Okay. That's one of the beauties of being on keto and I'm, it's dirty keto not clean keto. Clean keto um, eliminates dairy, but I'm dirty keto, which means I do have dairy and cream in my coffee and cream mixed with sugar just as a snack. <laughs> and then of course, cheese. Um, this combination, oh, so good. So I'm not going to use a ton of it. Well, I'm going to make myself a decent drink, but I was also going to make myself like something to drink earlier after my workout. And then I was like, wait a minute, I need to save this orange juice from my concocktail segment. So what I'm going to do, and I think I'm going to keep the ice. Like I'm going to shake it all together so it's cold. 
but I'm not going to strain it. I'm just going to pour it into the glass. Just have a plain old, plain old, plain old glass. And I'm going to chop my apple up into smaller chunks. Actually, I have to strain it because I want chunks of apple. Or do I? I don't even have a straw. Okay, no chunks. No ice, no chunks, but it's going to be chilled anyway, so I don't need the ice. And then I also got some monk fruit sugar. So this is by Splenda, but it is not like, what do they use? What is Splenda made out of? Like the original Splenda. Anyway, this is monk fruit, which is, looks like they've mixed it. Monk fruit extract with erythritol. I'm not sure if they're all like that. Anyway, it's a great sugar alternative. It tastes exactly like sugar. Okay, but it doesn't have the calories. It's actually like the science behind why this does not stick to your thighs. I don't know. You have to look it up yourself, but great stuff. So wait, oh, I know what I'm missing. It's you're supposed to put brandy in it, but then I don't have brandy. So that about putting rum in it. What do you think? Would you guys be really mad at me if I told you that I just bought a brand new 2022 white Ferrari. <laughs> is it a lie? Is it the truth? You'll never know. Well, you will eventually. <laughs> anyway, okay, so I'm not trying to sound obnoxious, but um, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, so rum first. I got nothing to do after this. I worked out this morning. I can have a cocktail in the afternoon. I'm a grown woman and you can't tell me what to do because you're not my real dad. I'm adding some wine. Rum and wine together. Woo! Wonder what that tastes like. Let me try it. Not that bad. Wow. Okay, so let me just take this in for a second. Okay, strangely, that's not bad. And the, the rum seems to have like opened up the wine. So when it hits my tongue, all I'm tasting is really strong wine. It's like the alcohol has like blossomed the wine. <laughs> just watch me just starting to pour wine and rum for drinks. That's, yeah, that's not going to happen. Don't worry. Okay. So I got my rum. I got my wine. I'm going to cut up this apple. And I'm going to use like a decent amount because we're not eating the actual apple. We're just getting some of the flavors out. But you guys look at this. Look at the, the texture and just the firmness. It's like perfect. Ooh, a good apple is kind of like, I love kiwis. Um, I also love pineapple. And it's because it's got the sweetness with obviously the flavor of the fruit and, and the tartness, you know, that's why it's so disappointing when you eat a strawberry or something and all you taste is, um, like the sweetness from it. I don't like that. Okay. So I'm going to cut this up in a way. Should I peel it? No, I'm just going to cut it up like little, I can garnish my glass with an apple slice. That's what I'm going to do. Apples represents the end of summer. Ah, fall's coming and I'm so excited. Oh shit. Okay, I can cut another slice. Okay, who else has freaking fruit flies in their house right now? I'm telling you. Should I put some? 
I'm gonna put some little apple chunks in the bottom of my glass. The rest in the shaker. And I'm gonna beat the shit out of this. I mean, shake the shit out of this and beat up those apples to get the flavor out. Um, yeah, fruit flies, I cannot leave. Especially wine. I cannot leave unattended for 15 minutes and there are like fruit flies. All right, now I'm gonna shake this, beat up my apples. Oh wait, I almost forgot the monk fruit. So this is my little shaker that um, was sent to me from Raging Crow Distillery. They sent me like an entire little kit and it was great. So thank you, Raging Crow. And monk fruit sugar typically is like equal to, so one tablespoon of regular sugar, you would use one tablespoon of monk fruit sugar. And since being on keto for so long and like, I've gotten used to having things without sugar and I like coffee. I don't like sugar in my coffee. So having monk fruit is great if I want to like make a nice whipping cream because whipped cream um, on top of anything is excellent, even just on its own. I've done a whipped cream mousse like with cocoa powder um, and monk fruit. Oh my God. So good. Anyway, here we go. Are you black and blue yet? I have to make sure I smile when I do this because my Dutch cheeks will wiggle around if I don't. <laughs> I got jolly jumping cheeks. Okay, here we go. Let me just get my accessory ready. Pop this off with rum. <laughs> okay, so we got it. Now these apples are crisp, but I just want to cut a little wedge so that I don't break it. <gasps> Cheers, sangria, nice, cold, beautiful sangria. Let me try it. Oh yeah, you know another favorite of mine? Mold wine. I'm not gonna, I'm actually, excellent cocktail. Excited about that. And I'm going to, yeah, did I forget anything? No, I didn't, this is great. I'm also hoping that, oh yeah, I changed the setting. One of the settings on my camera because as you maybe know or don't, um, my last camera died and I recently got a new one. So I was trying to play with settings. Um, and I discovered a new uh, record, like video setting that I wasn't using in my previous camera because I pretty much bought the exact same camera just because I know how to use it. And it's been so good to me for the last few years. Um, the frame, like the frames per second were just a little bit too quick. So it just looked too, it looked weird. Like it looked like I was moving around too quickly. It just sort of was distracting. So I've slowed the frame rate down to 30 FPS. It was like 60. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but anyway, so if something looks a little different, then that's what's going on. Okay, so recently my microwave started acting a little funny. And by funny, I mean making kind of nuclear war um, explosion zapping sounds, okay? 
And the first time that that happened, it basically like I would turn it on, it would start working normally. And then it was like, and I thought, oh shit, like there's metal in there, but I was making popcorn and I have like a silicone um, popcorn bowl that I've had since I was um, participating in Trisha Paytas's monthly subscription box. Anyway, it says, it says glitter bitch on it, but it's a pink silicone popcorn maker. Uh, not even a maker, just like a bowl with a lid that you put it, your, your popcorn in it. And then that's it. Just pop it and then add butter and stuff after in a separate bowl. Anyway, um, actually since doing this, I've not bought the little packages of popcorn. I used to buy the packages you put in the microwave. Anyway, so I was like, God damn, there's gotta be like some metal in there. Cause I put a fork in there by accident before. And it makes the same kind of sound. So I wound up taking the popcorn out, looking in there, nothing. And turns out after a few more times using the microwave and clearly not having any metal in it, there it's, it's shot. So you can still, it still kind of heats something up for like 10 seconds before it starts to react buddy. But I'm like, I don't want this thing to explode. Excuse me. I don't, especially with microwaves, like that can be dangerous. You know, if you have microwaves like coming at your head or something like you're you're going to be in trouble. Um, I think it's called the, yeah. What was it called? The part it's like a transformer. I don't know. Tesla, something, who knows? I don't know. I can't remember, but, uh, so I have to, luckily it's under warranty. Cause when I built my house, like I got five-year warranty on all of my appliances just because of this specific reason. But magically somehow the universe was looking out for me and I was talking to a friend about air frying and she's like, I have an air fryer that I don't use anymore. Do you want it? And I was like, why didn't you use it? Why are you giving it away? <laughs> like, is it broken? She said she used it a couple times, just didn't really like it. And so I was like, sure, I'll take it. Cause I had seen all these TikToks and all these videos on air frying and how miraculous it is that it makes things crispy and lovely and all that stuff. So I was like, bullshit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I kind of did believe it a bit actually, because after seeing my 50th video, I was like, okay, something's going on here. So I got it home and the one that I have specifically is like very, very simple to use, very user-friendly. It's not like some, I bought an instant pot once and all the settings, it was very confusing. It's all digital and you got to enter this in and that and blah, blah, blah. This is very straightforward, which is helpful for me. <laughs> okay. I don't need extra challenges when it comes to cooking my food. Okay. Other things in life are hard enough. So, uh, the first thing that I made were pierogies, gluten-free pierogies, uh, frozen. And so I just thought, F it. I'm just going to throw it in there. No oil or anything. Um, just dry pierogies frozen from the bag. And I did them for like 10 minutes at 400 degrees. Well, lo and behold, these pierogies came out like the best pierogies I've ever had. And they could have used a little bit of oil or something on them, but without the oil even, they were crispy on the outside and perfectly cooked on the inside. And from that moment forward, I was sold in love. And that was about three weeks ago. And I still have not called the guy to fix my microwave. <laughs> because I've been doing everything in the air fryer. In fact, I went to my sister's place recently and she had a Ninja air fryer with two, two little baskets. And 
I was like, whoa, that would be so great. If I could do, you know, Brussels sprouts in one, which is an amazing thing to make in the air fryer, by the way, Brussels sprouts with some spices and some butter. Oh my God, crispy, delicious. And I could do, I could do Brussels sprouts and I could make like steaks in the other. Also something that I'm very good at making in the air fryer, <laughs> taking credit for like absolutely nothing. Anyway. And so, um, so I ordered one from Best Buy and it came like two days later and it was just like, wow, my life. I've been heating things up in there. Like when you want to reheat any dinner you've made, the only thing that the air fryer is not good at doing is, or can't do is uh, soups. Like say you had a soup you wanted to reheat, but just do it on the stove in a pot. You don't need the microwave. Um, and to be honest, even though microwaves are extremely convenient and like great, um, you don't really need one if you have an air fryer, unless you want to pop popcorn. That's one thing that I don't think, because the air fryer has like a, <clears throat> it circulates air, very hot air around in the same way that a kind of a convection oven works. It circulates air around. So you can't put kernels in because it will block. There's like a little, so there's the <clears throat> pot, like the, um, not the pot, <laughs> the air fryer kind of area. And there's always a little kind of rack that the food goes onto and then the air can circulate underneath as well. So you couldn't do it with popcorn. So popcorn is one thing you couldn't do. You could do popcorn on the stove though. Anyway, long story short, my microwave broke. I've been using my air fryer instead and I'm really in no rush to get my microwave fixed. I will, but it's just like the air fryers have just, oh, and I do stuffed, I do jalapeno poppers. Okay. And on keto, they are a little fatty just because there is the cream cheese on the inside and they're wrapped in bacon. But I buy fresh jalapeno peppers. I fill them with like a garlic cream cheese. And then I wrap them in like thin bacon, not the thick bacon. The thick bacon doesn't really work. And oh my God, it's so good. And then like frozen patties, burger patties. Um, I'll make myself like a nice burger with either a, like a beef patty or a chicken burger. You could do all of your fried things, of course. Um, and just the stuff like you probably could bake in them and oh my God, it's just endless. And to be honest, if I had to get rid of everything and I could have like three air fryers, which I have now, cause I got like the double, I, I could, I wouldn't need the stove. Like I would be limited, but like I couldn't have soups or whatever or popcorn, but it would do the trick. So if you've got like a kid going to college or something and get them an air fryer, they'll eat healthier because they're not eating out. They'll make their own stuff because it's kind of fun and you check on it. You pull the basket out and you're like, woo. And then sometimes you want to shake it up and then put it back in. It's fun. So teach your kid to use an air fryer. Cause like I said, it'll save you a lot of money if you're paying your kids food bills. This is just giving me fall vibes so hard and I'm loving it. I need to light a candle. I have, God knows I have a billion. Oh my gosh. So I was on scrolling through Instagram and I saw this beautiful kind of like almost this size, like a little kind of glass bottle with some liquid in the bottom and then three gold stems with fire on the top. <laughs> They're candles, but they're actually not candles. They're obviously wicks that are sucking up the oil and burning, but they're ever burning candles, but they're really, really pretty looking. So imagine like three gold stems sticking up with flames on the end with like in this beautiful little 
carafe or whatever you want to call it. That's probably not the right word. Oh my God, my shoulders. Ooh, too many, too many push-ups. I'm getting jacked. Um, anyway, so I ordered three sets of those because I was thinking about when I host like Thanksgiving, uh, Halloween dinner, uh, Christmas, all that fun stuff. They're just a really nice wax-free centerpiece option. You know what I mean? And then probably, yeah, how do you put them out? You probably just blow them out like hard enough. <laughs> anyway, that's coming. And uh, yes, my air fryer, it's a game changer. Um, I want to know, do you, are you a caller or a texter? Okay. Because I am a texter. Unless I need to find information out quickly, then I can call anyone, anywhere. Like if I make a reservation or whatever, I can call. It's not that I don't have a fear of calling. I have a fear of being forced into a conversation with somebody when I'm not ready for it. Or like I haven't, I haven't had a chance to maybe prepare. Is that really weird? I don't know. Um, it's kind of like when you're with somebody and they're on the phone with someone else that you mutually both know. And then they're like, okay, yeah, here she is. And passes me the phone. And I'm like, <sighs> like, I know you, but I don't know you. So it's kind of like weird to be like talking to somebody when I'm, I'm not prepared. I never called them. They called me. It's up to me. If I want to talk to them, if somebody calls me, I can answer it or I don't have to. A lot of times I do not answer the phone uh, just because I'm not in the right headspace. And I'll always call back and find out or just like text to be like, hey, sorry, missed your call. What's up? Right. Instead of being forced into a phone call right away, because I don't know. I don't know what that's about and why I'm that way. Maybe you are, too. And you can relate. Um, But yeah, so definitely texting. It's very impersonal the only issue with texting and you i'm sure you've all been in this scenario before if you have a phone um that certain conversations get a little bit like the context is missing so you'll write something that's kind of misunderstood on the other end um and then there can be issues that come from that that happens often to me where i'm I don't know. I guess I've under, I think that the other person is kind of understanding my lingo or understands kind of how I talk, but that's not necessarily always true. And it's not all the time, but I just have to make sure. So I've learned now to be very, very clear, like in text and also to be considerate with text messages, because I'll tell you this. And if you're one of these people, stop doing this. Okay. I'm telling you. <laughs> When you have some like emergency information to share with someone, so say you've gotten into a fender bender and you want to text your friend that this happened or your partner, do not start the text with, I got in an accident. Okay. And if it's serious enough and you need help, then do it that way. But if you're in a fender bender, you're taking somebody's information, whatever. The first thing you say is, FYI, everybody is okay but we just got into an accident, okay? You have to premise the conversation with the fact that you're okay, right? Um, I'm, I'm in the hospital. Like, oh my God. Uh, like, if, what, are you, what are you doing to me right now? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Is this an emergency? Like, do I need to come right away? Or you could premise it by saying, 
just so you know, everything's okay. Um, I my dog got hit by a car and we're at the vet and so it said it like, oh, I'm at the I'm at the hospital. <laughs> I was doing once. Um, so just be conscious of the fact that your text message, even though you're in a situation, whatever, you got to kind of be considerate as to other people by not just blurting something out, you know, without a bit of something to prepare them. Because especially if you, if they're writing you and they're like, oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> like, should I go? Is it a, uh, like, just make sure that you calm them down first. Before. Unless, of course, it is an actual emergency and you need them right away and it is a problem. Duh. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just rude. <laughs> okay. But some people do. I notice, I do know some people that like to deliver bad news. Like they kind of get a little bit of a power from it or something, you know, like they, and they also want to be the first person to tell you. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I can get into that more in like another podcast because it's sort of a weird thing that some people just like to deliver the bad news and whether it's about you or them or whatever. Oh, the queen died. You know, it's, it's one thing. That's a really bad example, but um, yeah, it's a little bit of a personality thing, like a weird flaw. Some people have, uh, and it's quite obvious, not for, maybe for everyone, but the people that I know that do, I was like, shit. Oh my God. I went to grab the straw and there is none. Oh my God. One time I was in the mall and I was watching this girl try to, like, she was looking or reading something or something, like maybe on her phone. I can't remember, but she was like looking for her straw, but she wasn't looking at the straw. She was kind of like searching for it with her tongue. She was like, like, she couldn't find it. It was like, it seemed like it was 15 minutes. It wasn't, but it was so funny. Just to look at her like, like, just look for it. Just look at it. Okay. So another, <laughs> the topics are kind of randomly, um, not intentionally all of kind of tech questions, but what happens to you or what happens when you accidentally leave your phone at home? So you're heading down the driveway and you're going to work or wherever you're going and you forgot your phone. Are you somebody who will immediately stop and turn around and go get it? Or do you just continue on your, maybe you're just running errands in town. You're coming home anyway. Let's just use that scenario. So, so you're going to get groceries. Okay. You live maybe out of town. All right. So that's, that's also part of the scenario and you, it's winter time. Okay. You forgot your phone. Are you one to turn around and go get it? Or do you just go run your errands and then come home? Let me tell you that I have forgot my phone at home no more than like three or four times since I've had my phone, but it has happened. And my first instinct is like, oh no, it's like I've forgotten to put on my pants and I'm going to be out in public or something. I feel like, oh crap, like what do I do if, and then I come up with all these scenarios. So maybe it's a 25 minute drive to town. Okay. And like I said, it's winter time. And back in the day, <laughs> before cell phones, people used to drive from here to there to there to here all the time without any means of communication. Okay. 
it's such like a a disease. <laughs> and it's the convenience of having a cell phone, smartphone, whatever, uh, is so it's so real, like that you can order dinner on the way to town and pick it up. And then you know what I mean? Like, you can get yourself out of any situation, you can call for help, you can, you know, entertain yourself if you're stuck in traffic, like all these. So the thought of not having it is a little bit like, oh, it's kind of gutting. It's like, what if this or this or this happens? It's you're no more likely to get in a situation like that with or without your cell phone. Maybe because you don't have your cell phone, you're more nervous driving those icy winter roads because you won't have the cell phone to call and you wind up causing an accident because you don't have your cell phone. Um, so I'm not like by any means, I'm not voluntarily losing. <laughs> I meant to say lose, leaving, and then it came out as lose. And I said, anyway, um, I'm not voluntarily, not voluntarily leaving my phone at home because I enjoy the thrill of just, because <laughs> I'm a rebel, you know, I like to go to town without my cell phone and people would be like, <gasps> oh my goodness. Uh, it happens. And so... I kind of, the like other times that I've left my phone, the problem is you can't let people know that like the first thing you want to do is let people know you don't have your phone that need to get a hold of you because you don't have your phone. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, it's kind of like an idiot move, but I think we've all done it in the same way that when you're holding up like an actual photograph, like a printed photograph and you try to like go like this, you know, you've done it. <laughs> And if you haven't, you probably will. If you have a smartphone and you're used to zooming into photos, uh, you're going to do it to an actual like magazine or it's just become part of like our makeup, you know? Um, anyway, so yeah, I've never, and I've never had an emergency <clears throat> uh, where I've needed my phone and I didn't have it. Um, but then, you know, I just had like a strange flash on like getting into an accident and then everything in your car, like flying around and not being able to find your cell phone. I'm sure that's happened lots too. Uh, I did get into a car accident one time and it was icy. And then it was <laughs> so because as you know, like if I tell you, if I live out of town, I definitely live out of town. And there was a point where when you leave the town boundaries, that's where the trucks stopped graveling, salting and whatever. So I was heading to town and I wound up um, not, oh, push. Okay. So going from four wheel drive to into two wheel drive. And because when you're on the salt and gravel, you don't need as much grip. So I was taking my, my truck at the time out of um, four wheel drive into two, but I did it too early. And the shift or whatever happened just threw me kind of into a bit of like a fishtail and then fishtail turned into like a spin hitting the ditch and then rolling my truck over. <laughs> so I was sitting there on the side, like the truck tipped and, um, the driver's side was the side that was on the road. Passenger side was way pointing up at the sky. And, uh, I had no idea where my cell phone went. Luckily somebody had come uh, right after me and saw what had happened and pulled over. The problem was 
is I was in the left side of the ditch. I was heading to town and I was on the left side of the ditch. So my, the, the hood or like the cab of my truck was pointing at oncoming traffic and it's graveled and salted, but still icy. So she comes running over she with cigarette hanging out of her mouth. She's like, oh shit, you got to get out of here. Like there's cars coming this way. And then if they hit the cab of the truck, like where I'm sitting, then I'm going to get crushed. So there, uh, my window was smashed out, but the passenger wasn't. And, um, so I was like, oh shit, we got to break the window cause I can't get out. And then, um, I, I didn't attempt to do it. We just wound up, I just wound up being able to stand up and push the door open and then crawled out. And then the funny thing was, is later on when the cops were there and I was like sitting in a friend's truck, kind of like waiting for the police to show up and like, there was no other vehicles involved. So it wasn't like major, but the cop got out of his car and started to walk towards where I was sitting and just fell flat on his ass in the middle of the road. And so I was like, see, it was just ridiculously icy. And, you know, I mean, I, sh it was my fault for putting the truck from four wheel drive to two wheel drive too early. Like the shift obviously did something to the tires. Cause it was like simultaneous with pushing the button. Like I pushed the button, the car just like, Bleh. so anyway, I was totally fine and just rattled of course, but, and then worried about insurance and stuff. I'm like, God damn, like I fucked up. And, but the cop wiped out and then he was obviously like hurt. Cause he like hit his tailbone or something. He's like, yep, definitely I see out here. And so, it probably helped my case maybe, but anyway, long story short, everything was fine. We were all good to go. Um, but Hey, okay. What is your favorite piece of tech that you own? I know my favorite and I'll give you some clues. It vibrates. It's got a very specific and recognizable shape. It's got different settings. It's my smartphone. What did you think I was talking about, you sicko? <laughs> Not my vibrator. Uh, definitely my favorite piece of tech is my phone. Um, that's kind of the boring answer, but really it brings me a lot of entertainment and joy. Also the bane of my existence, but hey, it's kind of like being in a relationship. <laughs> it's both, isn't it? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, some of you might say your computer, um, some of you might say your Tesla, cause that's a big chunk of technology. Um, yeah, so that's, that's mine. Maybe I wonder, I mean, some people have drone drones are pretty cool. Um, their cameras, I don't know. Let me know your answer in the comments down below. Kind of getting like a headache and I think it might be from the sugar from the orange juice. That's weird. I feel good though. I'm just, it's just kind of starting mildly. And you know, we know what's crazy. Uh, my sister, I think I'm, did I talk about this already? I can't remember, but my sister uh, was visiting a few weeks back and um, I just was talking to her and I kind of noticed that like my gums and like part of my tongue were turning numb. And I was like, what the frick did I eat? Like something's not right here. And I told her and I was like, weird, my gums are kind of like, like tingling on one side and my tongue a little bit. And then my left hand started to kind of start to tingle and go numb. And I was like, what the hell is going on? That's so random. So she's like, what, what's going on? She's like, I don't want to leave. Cause she was heading out. She's like, I don't want to leave until you're, you're like, you tell me you're okay. Cause like, that's not normal. And I was like, I know it's kind of weird. 
And then we started doing like exercises like put your arm up to the side, down and like flex and whatever. And um, eventually it kind of like started to peter out. So when it started to peter out, I'm like, oh yeah, it's good. Like I'm good to go. You're fine. And um, then later on, like maybe 20 minutes later, I started to get a little tiny little headache and it seems to be like right here in my head and it's nothing major. And then I knew that it was a migraine. And with, when I get these kind of migraines, sometimes they're ocular migraines where I can see a bit of a kaleidoscope in one eye. Retinal is when you see it in both, but ocular is when you see it in one eye. And anyway, so, um, I just got this mild headache, nothing crazy. And by the time I had the headache, the symptoms had gone away completely. And I, it wasn't until I, I coughed or sneezed or something. And then that part of my brain just ached. I was like, okay, that I recognize. So whenever the numbness and things like that is apparently not that uncommon, um, it's always seems to be my left side, which makes sense because the pain is in the right side of my brain. So your right side of your brain controls the left side of your body and vice versa. So it's just strange for me because I've never had migraines. The first migraine I ever had was when I was filming a YouTube video, like in 2019. And uh, I thought it was the lights that were affecting my vision because it started with, uh, with a bit of kaleidoscope, like flashing lights kind of in one eye. And it just kind of went from something really small to big. And then I thought I was having a stroke. I took myself to the hospital. I was like, I'm having a stroke. They're like, okay, calm down. And we did the stroke test where you raise both your arms, stick out your tongue uh, and uh, nothing. Like I could move both sides of my body and it was fine. And then they're like, we think you're having a, a migraine. I was like, what? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm having a stroke. I'm like, I can't feel my fingers. And like, anyway, so, um, now I know, and I'm learning more as I have more of them. They're very sporadic. Like they're not predictable whatsoever. I have no idea what sets them off. Um, and I think it's that way for a lot of people that get migraines. But uh, so if I start to experience like random numbness, the problem is, is that I don't know how severe it will be. So like I've had the first one I had was the worst one. The second one I had was eh. the last one that I had because I only had three was even milder. So they're kind of like getting to be less and less and less hoping it's not just going to like ramp up to a doozy the next time. Uh, but one thing that does happen and less and less and less each time too, is the exhaustion afterwards. So like two days after the first time that I had my migraine, I was like finished. I felt like I had 80 pounds on my shoulders and I was like just so exhausted. And this last time I did get a little tired, but I was able to kind of combat that with forcing myself to work out and whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, strange, but how did I get on that? Oh yeah. Piece of tech. How did I get off on this tangent? But migraines. Once again, we got to come up with a name for when I, <laughs> when I get a little bit confused as to where or how I got talking about something. Uh, this would be really good hot too. But that's just because I'm thinking about saying our um, um, mold wine. The way mold wine makes your house smell in the wintertime. Like if you're having guests over for anything in the fall and you're entertaining, put some freaking mold wine on the stove, man. It is the best, most comforting, lovely smell, right? Not like... <sighs> So you know when you walk into Michael's 
or any craft shop and it smells like patchouli and something else. It's got a very distinct smell. It's like eucalyptus and like patchouli or something. It just smells very kind of like a craft store. <laughs> and you go into some people's homes that also smell similar, like they're diffusing this or they have eucalyptus or whatever. Um, I don't, I personally don't like that. I think it's because growing up, I've got a couple ants uh, that like their home smells that way. And it smells very, how do I explain this? It just triggers something in me. It's like, it reminds, it maybe brings me back to an old classroom in my old school or something like there's something about it that really, I just don't like. And a lot of times these room sprays and whatever has a similar kind of like effect. But when you're, my point is when you're making mulled wine on the stove and you have real oranges in there, real cinnamon sticks, real wine, real sugar, like the smell, you can't beat it. You can't fake it. Right. Uh, so I love the way that it makes my house smell. And often, often I have mulled wine on the stove. Um, if people are coming over, I will make it for myself sometimes, but it's a lot of effort. And it's like, I mean, you got to make a big batch and you're not going to drink like a whole pot worth to yourself. Um, you could probably do like a smaller miniature version in like a little pot, but typically it's for guests. The last thing I'm going to bring up, I don't have any, so I filmed this the day after the last podcast. I filmed three podcasts, three days in a row. <laughs> so that's why I don't really have much to talk about with my regards to my week or, um, more TikToks. I don't want to like rush through them. I see, I find like two really funny ones every time I'm on. So I need more time anyway. So do you think that celebrities really enjoy being celebrities? Because I remember watching an interview with Cardi B. If you don't know who Cardi B is, she's a famous rapper. She started her career out as a stripper and she owns it and she talks about it. She's like, has no qualms about telling the world how much she actually loved being a stripper but she uh yeah got became famous rapping and now she's one of the most famous rappers female rappers in the world but she was being interviewed and then um she was asked like how has fame like money and fame changed you and she kind of like changed her demeanor and said that she said that like having a lot of money like took away her happiness she likes the fact that she can treat her family and do great things for her family but it just took away her happiness and so and I was like oh that's kind of interesting because like a lot of people that don't have money think that they that if they do then they can buy the things they want and they can do and go the places they want to and and I'm not gonna lie okay I've done well for myself. YouTube has been very kind to me and um, I by no means am making the kind of money that Cardi B is making. <laughs> um, but I can say that when you don't need to work towards a goal, so say you wanted to buy a new car, but you couldn't afford it. So you save it and you work towards it. And when you eventually buy it, you earn the money, you made it, you buy it. It has a different feeling. But when you have, and I don't by any means, like I said, I don't have endless funds in my account. Um, but when you can just go out, say you can go into the shopping mall and buy whatever you want. 
anything in that mall you can buy and afford it. It's weird because I grew up, I grew up going to the mall with like maybe 20 or $30 that I got as birthday money. Okay. And I would really like, and I would always spend it all. Like I would never save. I would spend it all. I'll be totally honest. When I was a kid and I got money, I would go and I would go to the mall and I would buy the thing that I really wanted if I could afford it. 99% of the time I couldn't. <laughs> but my point is, is I, it's like the fantasy of getting to the point where you could get, just buy whatever you want is different than the reality of going and just being able to buy whatever you want. It kind of takes the fun out of it a little bit. And it sounds maybe weird to a lot of you, but it's like, first of all, shopping, I've, <laughs> I used to love shopping a lot more than I do now because I have so much stuff. Like I have so many clothes, so many things sent to me. I don't like really don't have to pay for a lot of stuff. <laughs> and so comes in and then I wind up like, oh, okay, great. So when I'm shopping in a mall, I'm like, okay, another dress, another this, another, it's, definitely lost its um its shine let's say um so when it comes to sorry when it comes to um being a celebrity and being in a position of like ah I can go anywhere I want I can buy anything I want um but it was funny I was in um in Kelowna and Kelowna is a, a city in British Columbia and excuse me, uh, I was like, what is the best restaurant in Kelowna? What is it? I want to go. I want to go to a bougie place for dinner. I want to spend some money on some good wine and food. So we wound up going to, I think, 50th Parallel. I think that's the name of it. Uh, restaurant. We had a private room. We went all out just kind of like sometimes you just get in this mood where you're like I just want to buy I want a really good steak I really just want to enjoy the evening I want to spoil people I want to just let's just go so then I was thinking to myself no matter how much money I have or had living in say I lived in Kelowna no matter how much money I had in my account whether it was a million dollars or a hundred million there is still only one nicest place to have dinner. You know what I mean? It doesn't change. And I can see why people with a lot of money wind up moving to these big cities because like then they can go to the most like even more prestigious places where only people that are millionaires can go. And like yacht clubs, they become part of clubs because they like it's like this. You know, I have more money and so I want have the most prestigious like where does it stop you know like where where like if I I don't know it's just kind of I'm sort of scattered but what I was thinking was like I said you know Brad Pitt if he wanted to go to the nicest place to eat in Kelowna it's the same place that I went and I'm not a millionaire like there's only so much that money can buy you right it's not like they're you know oh, sure you fly to Paris for lunch or something like that's different but I don't know, man. It's just interesting to think about. And when it, when you think about like long-term goals is having more, like more and more and more money. And the more money that I have, the, more, the happier I'll be and the more secure I'll feel and this and that. 
But there is some enjoyment in like working towards a goal and having goals. Cause like, if you could just go buy whatever, like when you're a kid, you dream about a new scooter. If your parents just bought it for you, your dream's kind of gone. You got your scooter, you use it a couple times and move on to the next thing. Like they start dreaming about something else. You know, it's sort of like, it's almost like the journey to your destination is as important and fun as getting there, right? So it's so, <laughs> in my mind, anyway. So I think, um, yeah, it's not all it's cracked up to be. So if you think that you're going to be happier, and sure, having your student loans paid off and having your house paid off, not having a mortgage and having the freedom of just like, I don't need to worry about making a mortgage payment. Like there are obviously things that you're having a lot of money or enough money can do for you, right? But at a certain point, like these celebrities, so the question is, do you think celebs enjoy being celebs? I don't think so. I think a lot of them wish that they weren't either as famous or maybe didn't have as much money as they do. But then there are people that do, right? Like, I'm not I, this. I'm just speaking for myself and my own opinion of what I've seen and what I've experienced. Um, one thing, though, that would make me really happy if I had billions of dollars. Okay. Sorry, I have a hair here somewhere. Would be philanthropy. I think that I would take great joy in giving my money away in really fun ways though. So I also have thought about doing this as well. Um, like going to a big shopping mall and I've done this where I've tipped, you know, the, the ladies or the guys that clean up the, in the food court in Canada. Anyway, you take your plate, you used to take your tray to a garbage thing and dump it out and put the tray on top. Now in these big shopping centers, you have a massive food court and then you take your tray to a station and then there are people working at the station that take your tray and then do with everything, like put everything away where it needs to be and probably recycle and whatever. So I've done this with some friends too, and where um, I'll take a hundred dollar bill and then find somebody and tip them. But I also have to be careful because I don't want to hurt anybody else's feelings that didn't get the money. So I'm very careful about the delivery, but it's just, especially around Christmas time or whatever, it's just such a kind thing to do. And especially to a random stranger that you don't know, they don't know. And ugh, I also will buy people's dinners, <laughs> but not just, I'm not like, okay, that table way over there, like by, no, it's usually somebody that I've either maybe had a quick conversation with, or it's like an adorable old couple. There was this one time, anyway, I'll get into that another time maybe, but bought their dinner and they were just like floored and um, I ran, so I, I paid, I left my table, paid for my dinner. And I said, oh, that table, the couple that I was talking to, I'd like to pay for their dinner too. And so the woman that was working, she's like, that's so nice. And I was like, Shh. I'm like, okay, just do it. And then I want, I wanted to like pay and then leave. I don't want to go there and like wait for like a handshake after or something. I'm not like that. If I do something like that, I, I do it and I run and I'm not looking for anything in return. So... I wind up paying and leaving. And then I remembered that I left, no, I realized that I left my jacket on the chair at the table. So I had to go back in. And I was like, 
oh, and it was a good jacket. And I was like, brick, shit. So I, <laughs> I ran back because I thought by then maybe they hadn't noticed yet or they hadn't gotten up, which they hadn't. I got in. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot my jacket. And they're like, oh, okay, see you. Grab my jacket. By the time I ran out and getting into my car, which I was parked like half a block away, I saw the old guy come running out looking out of the street like this. And I was like, oh shit, he just found out. Anyway, later on, I went back to the restaurant and then um, a friend that was working there, she she told me the whole thing. She's like, oh, it was so nice you did that. And then they, they came up to try to pay and then they told them that you paid for their dinner. And then the guy, like the old man was like, no, 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 that's not that's not right. Like she, she can't do that. And he was just like, really kind of like floored that I'd done this. And I was like, oh, I hope he wasn't like upset or something. And then, um, and then he, she, it was like, we were in a public place when she was telling me the story. Actually, no, where were, no, I thought I went back to the restaurant. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She was getting all teared up. I was getting teared up and, uh, getting teared up, tearing up. <laughs> and it was just kind of like a fun moment. But my point is, is that if I had a lot, a lot of money, I would have so much fun giving it away but making a, making a real like fun time of it. And also like letting my friends and family also give because it's such a feeling. It's like, you know, you see somebody with a sign on the side of the street and I've done this too, where they ran out of gas. And so they're like, I need $20 for gas. I ran out of gas, whether it's true or not. I don't know. But then you go and give them a hundred bucks and they can now like get to their destination. It's just like, you know, cause I'm very humble about it. I'm like, here you go. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Like, just go, just pay it forward. I've said that many times, just pay it forward. And um, people are so like gracious and I don't know, it's just such a great feeling. And I would love to be able to do more of that. This winter, I've been thinking about doing something now that there are no masks, because a couple, a couple winters ago, I was wanting to do kind of like a, like a secret Santa giveaway, but record it. Because the thing is, I don't really post a lot about any generosity or, or donations and things that I do because I'm, I don't want to come across like I'm doing it for attention. Like I'm giving it to somebody, but I'm filming it so that you can see how generous I am. But then somebody told me, share it because your generosity will inspire others as well. And then I was like, oh, you're right. Because there have been so many times when I've seen a TikTok, an Instagram of somebody doing good. And it's so inspiring and like emotional for me where I'm like, oh, I want to do the same thing or like I would love to be able to do that or whatever. But I thought about like going to a public place, like a shopping center or something. And obviously the people that are working there on an hourly wage, if that's their job, you know, they're not making a ton of money and probably struggling minimum wage here at this point in time is quite low and you can't really survive. <laughs> and it's sad to say, but it's true. And I think it's true for a lot of places all over the world. But I'd love to be able to give them a little envelope with a note inside that says something like, um, Merry Christmas, this is just for you. And have some cash in there, an undisclosed amount maybe. Um, and then another envelope that says, give this to someone else. So you're not only giving them a gift, but you're also giving them the gift of giving as well. So they can choose their employee, say, hey, this is for you. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's like a pendulum or not a pendulum. 
it just kind of, it's like a circle. It's a circle of life, circle of giving. Um, and that's what pay it forward really means, you know, like really just, this is great. And I've, cause I paid for people's groceries and it's not because I step in and like tap my card, like, there you go. It's because there have been moments where people are like, forgot my wallet <laughs> or I don't have my cash. And then I'm just like, I got you. I wait for this kind of shit. <laughs> it makes me really happy to be able to pay for your groceries right now. Maybe I'm a psycho. I don't know. But all I know is that it feels good to do good. And that's kind of like if I were to be a drill trillionaire, billionaire, even like hundreds of millions, I could do a lot of good with that. If I was the mayor of a town, a rich mayor, <laughs> it would be so fun. <sighs> anyway, that concludes this episode of Kitty Liquor. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, this again is episode 70. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Cat wonders here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. If you watch to the end, um, please show me that you watched to the end by liking this video. <laughs> um, and I hope you subscribe so you don't miss any of my future content. And if this is the first time you're watching me and you made it this far, that's awesome. Normally I'm wearing something a little fancier, crazier, maybe ridiculous. Um, but today is just a chill day and I do have to go into public later. So it's like better to not have drag makeup on pretty much. Um, please check out my OnlyFans Patreon. My Linktree link is down below in the description box. So you can click that and kind of find all of my other social medias, my Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. It's all there. And yes, tomorrow is Saturday and October 1st. I hope you're ready for a wild October because I sure am. And I'm super excited and I cannot wait to see you next month. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see you in my next video. Bye.